Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, hello everybody, hello, and here we go. We got another good one for you today. Today is Text the Show Friday. We always do a Text the show on Fridays. You get to text in and find out if there's any questions that I can answer for you. If I don't know the answer, I'll make something up. We'll make it sound really intelligent. So if you have any messages you want to text us, you feel more than free to do so. We'll do our very, very best to answer your questions to the best of our ability. Gang, so text the show is you call Text in at 949-374-0786. And let me know what's on your mind today. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you need to know. But uh, as we wait for a few texts to come in, as we wait for the show to get going, we'll talk about what we got going on, gang. First of all, the PCS show, the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival at the Orange County Fairgrounds, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March. We announced yesterday, anybody that shows up with one of your saltwater guide, Captain Dave shirts on, you're going to get free stuff. You swing by the booth, you're wearing a Captain Dave shirt, a your saltwater guide shirt, just like the one I'm wearing today. If you show up wearing one of these shirts, we're going to give you some swag. We'll have hats. We'll have hats. We'll have uh, keychains, lanyards. We'll have all kinds of swag from all our different sponsors. So we'll have something cool for you. If you show up with one of my shirts on, you're going to get some cool stuff. Also, we have that big contest going on until the end of, till February 1st. And we're going to give away a brand, a brand new bluefin tuna fishing trip on bowline sport fishing with Justin Botrell and his family. And how do you enter that contest? That sounds like a great contest. And it is. You're going to get a charter for you and Three of your friends on bowline sport fishing out of uh, 20, 22nd Street Landing. And we're going to go bluefin fishing. I will be on the trip with you. And I'll be just like you guys. I'll be a passenger. We'll be yelling at Justin, trying to get him to get us onto some fish so we can catch a big bluefin. And who knows? We may be flying the kite. We may be dragging the Mad Max. We just don't know what's going to be happening. But we're going to go when we have the best opportunity to catch one of these big bluefin in Southern California. How do you get in on that contest? Well, you visit our store. You go to your saltwater guide, the store. All you have to do is visit the store. You don't have to buy anything, but I would suggest if you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas, there's plenty of people that listen to our show every day. Last, last year alone, well, this year, excuse me, this year alone, we've had over 40 million people watch the show just on Facebook alone. So I'm sure that somebody in your uh, in your family or friends wants something. They ask you every day, what should I get you for Christmas? Get, get them something from my store, your saltwater guide, the store. But just by entering, gang, go into the store. Elliot can find out who you are, and you're going to be entered into the contest to win that free charter. And Kelly... We'll have no idea 
if you bought anything or if you didn't buy anything, when she pulls that name out of the hat on fe February 1st, you've got a great opportunity there to win a trip with Bowline Sport Fishing and Justin. All right. So hopefully somebody texts in the show. But if not, we're going to talk about something that's going to go on back east. We're going to touch on it a little bit. We'll get way deep into it on Monday. If you don't know what's going on back east, they're going to put a restriction, a speed restriction on all boats on the eastern seaboard. All boats are going to have a restriction put on them for speed. And the speed's going to be 10 knots or less driving on the eastern seaboard. This is something that's absolutely ludicrous, absolutely unbelievable, and absolutely going to affect us in California. Because if they get this thing to go through on the East Coast, don't you think for one second they're not going to do it in California? I can't believe they're not doing it in California first. Because why are they doing this? They're doing this because of the northern right whale that has, their population has exploded since we quit whaling. Just like the gray whale, just like the humpback whale on the west on the west coast, so they're going to put in a restriction for speed. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's on every social media platform right now. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. Everybody's talking about this speed restriction. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. But we'll get deep into it on Monday. So do your homework. Go look at what I'm talking about. And then we'll talk about it on Monday and we'll get way deep into it. And I'll let you know what I think. But if you don't, if you don't think all these different restrictions that go on in California have any effect on those of you on the Eastern seaboard in Florida, you're highly mistaken. And you're going to find out here what we go through on a daily basis here in California, what's about to happen on the Eastern seaboard is what we deal with every day in Southern California with the closures, with the MLP, with all the different things that don't allow us to fish in the waters of California, which you can't even comprehend the closures that go on out here in California. It's absolutely mind-boggling. But gang, don't forget, if you got any questions, you can text the show at 949-374-0786. We're going to talk a little bit more about this rockfish thing going on right now. Come April or excuse me, come January 1st, 2023, Rockfish is going to close and it will not open again until April 1st. So if you're thinking, hey, I want to get out there and go rockfish fishing this week, this is a perfect time. I have a great game plan that I just posted over on my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Check out the game plan. And I give you lots of rockfish numbers on my website those sacred rockfish numbers that all of you wish you had. All you got to do is become a member of my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. And you're going to have plenty of rockfish spots to fish whenever they let us fish in those rockfish spots. That is remember we're highly regulated out here on the West coast. They're definitely on a mission to keep us from going outside Believe me, the government in the state of California hate Captain Dave Hansen because I have a tan. And they, the last thing they want you to do in Southern California is have a tan and go outside and actually enjoy yourself. And what they're planning on doing is taxing me till they can tax that tan off of me. They don't want me to be tan 
If they find out you have a tan in the great state of California, they are going to make sure they're going to restrict you from going fishing. And then if you still find places to go where you actually get tan, then they'll just tax me till I can't do it anymore. I promise you that's what's going on. I guarantee you that's what's going to go on in Florida, New York, all over the eastern seaboard. You guys are in big, big trouble. You guys have been laughing at us out here in California for a very long time. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're doing they're doing it to you guys now, too. So welcome to welcome to the new uh, new world order of fishing. That's how it's going to be, gang. Whatever they find out that you want to go outside and have fun, they're going to try to make sure that you don't get to do it. But this rockfish thing, gang, as far as going rockfish fishing, it's super important to make sure you have the right tackle. And if you watched our show the last couple of days, we went over tackle, we went over fishing line, we went over the braided line, and then we also went over the type of lures that work really, really well for rockfish fishing. So you want to go back and look at the show from yesterday and the show from uh, Wednesday. We really got deep into the rockfish thing and how it all works. So uh, have we got any questions, Kelly girl? My great assistant is here helping us, but she wants to stay way out of the, out of the vision of being on. So we got a question. You didn't leave your name, so we can't. Okay, this person's asking about fishing for anchovies for bait. Don't you wish we had those again to fish with? I do. That's my favorite bait to fish with because you know what eats anchovies? Everything. So if you go to our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, on the website, I show you the different ways to hook an anchovy. There's really only two ways. You either nose hook them side to side through the little white spot on the end of their nose, right in front of their eyes. There's a little white spot there. That's cartilage that doesn't hurt the bait. And then gill hooking them. And the gill hooking allows you more castability, more accuracy with your cast because of the because of the resistance. When you go to cast the bait, when it's hooked in the gill, you'll get a much farther cast, a much more accurate cast than you will by hooking them in the nose. There's only two ways to hook the anchovy. And if either one of those ways you have blood coming out of the anchovy, you did not hook it right. Gang, here's what we're going to do for the next 15 minutes. If you send in a question and you put your name on the question, we're going to give you a free T-shirt. So if you have any questions and you want a free T-shirt, send them in right now. I'm going to keep talking and we'll get into this. But why do I love anchovies so much for bait? The reason why I love anchovies so much for bait is because they're small I can put way more in my bait tank. They're great chum because when you throw them out on the water for chum, the the prey density level increases at such a great rate that even the fish that don't want to eat are going to eat because they see all this anchovy in the water. But you can chum more anchovies than you can. If you throw an eight-inch sardine in the water as chum, 10 fish are going to chase that sardine out into never, never the heck land and those fish are leaving the side of your boat and i'm talking about tuna I'm talking about bluefin or yellowfin they're chasing that big giant bohunk and sardine they all leave your boat it's not good it's not fun to chum with that 
If you go onto the edges of the kelp and chum giant sardines for 14 to 18 inch calico bass, there's a pretty good chance you're not even going to see any. But if you throw a handful of anchovies in the water on the edge of the kelp, fish are going to be cartwheeling out of the water. Listen, if you leave, I hear some uh, questions coming in. If you leave a question, after you leave the question, make sure you send us who you are and your address so we can get this shirt to you. Go ahead, Kelly. Okay, Robert Carr wants to know, well, he's got some friends visiting from Chicago next week. He's in their All right, Robert. So if you're a member of our site and you have to know where you're to go fishing, all you got to do when you're a member of our site is go to the game plans. On the game plans, we're going to tell you exactly where to go, exactly what to do, and exactly how to do it. And then also we have a really spectacular feature on our website called the fishing reports. When you're on the fishing reports, what I'm teaching is a different culture. I'm teaching you how to share your information. I know this is something that we are have been totally against on the West Coast. We don't want anybody to know what we're doing on the West Coast. If somebody even comes near our boat within 100 yards of it, we're losing our minds. We're screaming and yelling. We're getting you get away from us. I'm trying to teach a kinder, softer, easier way to do this fishing thing because they're on a mission to get rid of fishing in California. And I think it's up to us to share the information. So on our fish report, fishing reports forum on our website, we like to share everything. So Robert, you're going fishing. You go on the fishing report. You leave a report and say, hey, it's Robert. I'm going to go out fishing with some of my friends out of Huntington Harbor. Has anybody been fishing on Iser's Reef or has anybody been fishing the horseshoe? You're going to get five or six people that are going to share their information with you, tell you what they're catching. And one thing I can promise you on our website, unlike any other platform out there, you are not allowed to share any negative. If you come on there and you share negative, I ban you from the website forever. I refund you all your money and you can go spew your negativity somewhere else, but you're not allowed to spew negativity on my website because we're all working together as a team to try to keep fishing open and we don't need your negative crybaby attitude. Okay, we got another question. Wow, it's amazing when I give away a t-shirt, how you all decided that you want to talk to me. That's crazy. We've got two questions from Jack. But we'll go to the first one. He wants to know how to squid bait last-minute tanks versus spin bait. Okay, that's a great question, Jack. All right, as far as live squid in your bait tank, the number one thing you want to do when you have live squid in your bait tank is you want to put some type of a predator fish in your bait tank. You don't want to put a short bass in there, though. You want to make sure that if the bass goes in the bait tank, it's legal size, 14 inches or more. But why do we want to put a fish in a predatory fish in with the live squid? Because the live squid, when they're catching it at night under the lights, the only reason why it's coming up under the light is to spawn. And as soon as the squid lays its eggs, they die. So why we put a predatory fish in the bait tank is to keep them from laying on the bottom and laying their eggs. If you throw a predatory fish in the bait tank with the live squid, right away all the squid that's alive in the bait tank turns that reddish-orange color because they're pissed. When they're not pissed, they, they're like a bland white color. But when they're pissed, when that predatory fish enters the bait tank, 
They turn that reddish brown color. They start flashing their colors a lot to make sure that the other fish knows that they're pissed off. But if you just leave no predatory fish in your live bait, live bait well with squid in it, the squid's going to have a tendency to lay its eggs on the bottom and then they die and you can't keep them alive. I don't care how good of a bait system you have. Does that answer that question? Think so? Okay, what is the other question? Okay, the other question was, uh, he wants to know if you fish San Miguel or San Nicolas Island, and he's heard it's the weather heavy there. Is it worthwhile, or how should he prepare? Well, what we talked about on our, our game plan yesterday, if you're a member of our website, those of you that are members, you already know this, but those of you that aren't members, I went deep into San Miguel Island because today and tomorrow are some of the most spectacular weather we've ever seen up at the Channel Islands. And San Miguel Island is the place to go tomorrow if you have if you have the time and the wherewithal to get out there. And if you don't know exactly where to fish, I have all the spots available for you on the website. It shows you exactly where to go. Lingcod fishing at San Miguel Island is like, my good buddy Brad Phillips used to talk about it and say, it's the land of the dragons because they look like little dragons swimming around, chasing your bait up to the top. And you're catching really good lingcod at San Miguel Island in 60 to 70 feet of water. And I mean, wide open, really good. And how do I fish them? Well, if you use a live squid, you're going to catch reds and groupers and, and other kinds of junky fish. But if you use a live mackerel, you're only going to catch lingcod. Yeah, San Miguel in Santa Rosa Islands are super, uh, super affected by the weather. You have to pay attention closely to the weather. We use windy.com. And if you look at windy.com right now, San Miguel and Santa Rosa Islands are looking very, very fishable this weekend. Like probably the best weekend we've had in a very long time for fishing out there at the Channel Islands. And we only got a week and a half and then it's going to close for three months. So. Yeah, it would be great to get out there tomorrow. Okay, another question. They're coming in now. There's lots of them coming in. Boy, oh boy. All I had to do is give away a few t-shirts. This question is from Frank. All right, Frank. Frank Well, our good buddy Frank runs the real fun out of Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, and he's fishing lobsters up there. And last night, Frank had a phenomenal night of fishing. Really, really good lobster fishing. Does the tide affect the lobster fishing, he asked. I think more than anything, the moon and the swell affects it more than anything. But does it help when the tide's moving? Yeah, I believe it's way better when it's moving than when it's slack. Because when it's slack tide and you're lobster fishing, you don't have that wash of the smell of the bait washing into where the lobsters are located at. When the water's dead still, calm, no swell, no tidal movement, you're going to have less of an effect of the lobsters crawling. So, yeah, Frank, you're going to get a shirt out of this. Mm -hmm. All right. John Rowe uh, wants to know uh, who's your favorite spotted fish, yellowtail, out in the John Rowe, my buddy, Bluefin John, caught Bluefin at the jet ski dock, which one of my favorite places at Catalina Jet ski docks on the front side of the island. It's beautiful there. And it's there's a rock right there. And it's good. It's fun fishing there. And there's yellows. And there's bass. And there's big uh, black sea bass that live there. And then John caught bluefin there. But gang, 
when you're at Catalina, it's all about conditions. And one of the places I've caught more yellows than I've caught was Italian Gardens, was really, really good. But we'll go back to what we were talking about earlier. Italian Gardens now, one of the most spectacular, most prolific spots at Catalina is closed now. It's part of the MLP. So now it's closed, so you can't fish there anymore. So my next best favorite place is Red Bluff. When you're fishing at Red Bluff, 85 feet of water, it's very, very good there. If you have downhill current and you got some good live bait, Red Bluff's probably my go-to spot on the front side. And then backside, yellowtail fishing, backside is Orange Rocks. Those are my two favorite places at Catalina. All right, John. Thanks. Andrew. Andrew. The number one thing fishing at Catalina for yellowtail winter, spring, summer, or fall is fishing live mackerel. That's going to be your go-to bait there. I know there's a lot of squid and people get all excited about fishing with live squid, but I'll tell you what, when you're fishing with live squid, you get the blue perch bite, the calico bass bite, the sheephead bite. When you're fishing with a live mackerel at Catalina, you're not going to get all that. So where would I go? Two spots on the back side of the island fishing with live mackerel for bait. The high spot up on the west end, just on the on the uh, south side of uh, Eagle Rock, and then Orange Rocks down on the east end. Those two places, I'd be soaking live mackerel all day trying to catch a big home guard yellowtail. And yeah, they bite there in the wintertime just, just fine if you're fishing with the right bait. Okay, any more questions? Yeah. So, Uh-oh, somebody else wants a t-shirt. John from El Center would like to know, uh, do you ever winterize the boat, or do you use them year-round? If, if so, what steps do you take? John from El Centro, we live in Southern California. We don't have to worry about winterizing. Most of our days in Southern California on the are uh, very, very mild winters. Very mild. When, when, the, wet, when the, the air temperature gets down below 60, most people in Southern California are panicking. They're putting on their Ugg boots. They're putting on their down jackets. They're putting on their long underwear. When it gets into the 50s in Southern California, people are losing their minds. They are freezing to death. It's just, the, it's the way it is because our temperatures here average 70 degrees all winter long. Yeah, it'll drop down into the 50s once in a while, but we don't have to ever winterize our boats out here on the West Coast. It's just not a thing. And we fish year round on the West Coast that we don't get iced over, we don't have snow, we don't have all those problems. El Centro, really spectacular. That's where my family grew up. There's a road in uh, Brawley called Hoagley Road. That's named after my grandfather. My mom and all my aunts and uncles all grew up in Brawley, California. So, we, And my aunt today lives in El Centro, so I know where you're at. I know it very well. Okay, here's a, this is from Gabriel. And it's a long question. But All right, right, Gabriel, here we go. We're going to try our best to answer this. I'm just going to read it. Okay, so he, he says he's a beginner and he got lost, lost yes, saved a year from his parents. But his question is, how do, how do I go about fishing three different types of species, of three different types of lines, but can't afford it yet? Went from rock fishing, catching lean cod, to then catching whitefish and then catching sheephead. And each time they kept saying 
to change your life. I only wait, wait, wait. I only went with one setup, a dropper loop, forty pound test, two two number two hooks. All right, Gabriel, I'm gonna do my very best to answer this to, question. You know, what should he do? What so Gabriel's asking about if he gets out on a party boat and he's only got one rod, most people have one or two. If you only have that and they keep telling you to change lighter line, heavier line, all you're going to do is you're going to fill your reel up with braided line. 40 pounds going to do pretty much whatever you need to do on a, on a half day or three quarter day boat in Southern California. I know the San Diego different animal. They're, they're catching 300 pound tuna on a, on a, on a day boat. But most of the time you get away with 40 pound and what you're going to do from the 40 pound braided line. And then all you're going to do is change the top shot. When they say go lighter, you're going to put some lighter fluorocarbon on maybe 20 pound. They say go heavier, tie a 40 pound leader on. That's how you can get away from bringing three or four or five or six different rods. When I go fishing, I have two two rods and one extra reel just in case one of the reels breaks. And I just changed the uh, the leader, the fluorocarbon leader. I just changed my Opsin fluorocarbon from 20 pound up to 40 pound. And I switch it back and forth depending on what we're fishing for and how we're fishing. So hopefully that helps bring it down and makes you understand what I'm talking about. But you can get away with just changing the leader line on your rod. That's how you're going to get away get around having a bunch of different setups and spending a whole bunch of money that you don't need to spend. Gabriel has another question. And then Gabriel has a follow-up question. He's going to the Channel Islands on Sunday. He wants to know what you recommend. Um, how, what should he, how should, what, how, what should he bring with him? He really wants to bring jackpot. Okay, well, this Sunday, it's looking like we got a little bit more weather at the Channel Islands. It's looking like you're going to have a little bit more weather. So I'm going to say that you're going to want to fish a little bit heavier weight. You're going to want to fish an 8 ounce or a 12 ounce weight. Even though they're not going to be fishing super deep, they'll probably be drifting a little faster than normal. So 8 ounce or 12 ounce weight. You're going to use two hooks. On that bottom hook, you're going to use the biggest bait that you can find. On the top hook, you'll use a smaller bait. If you want to just catch big fish, I'd say that lower bottom hook is going to be like something from a six to seven odd hook with a whole squid on it or maybe a baby rockfish on it. Or if there anybody on the boat catches any sand dabs and you can get those sand dabs from them, you split those sand dabs in half. You cut them right down the middle in half and put a half a sand dab on your lower hook and you got a real good chance of catching a bigger ling cod. If you can get some mackerel, if you know how to get them, if you know where to buy some mackerel, I would say use a mackerel for bait, a whole mackerel. If you're just fishing for the jackpot, you're not fishing for a bunch of fish to take home. You just want a big lingcod to win the jackpot, fish a live mackerel or a whole mackerel or the biggest sardine you can find in the bait tank. Hopefully that helps you, Gabriel. Hopefully you left your address for Kelly so she can send you a shirt. Go ahead, baby. Okay, so I'm not from, but um, he wants to know, is it true that pelicans don't eat squid? So yeah, it's very true. Pelicans, gang, when you're out looking for squid, and we talked about it on Let's Talk Cookup last weekend. When you're out looking for squid and you're seeing a lot of pelicans, then there's a pretty good chance there's no squid there. Pelicans hate squid. 
You can't get them to eat frozen squid. You can't get them to eat live squid. They hate those squid because that squid grabs them with those tentacles. They'll grab the beak. They'll grab their belly, their, their sack hanging down off their chin. They hate squid. If you see a bunch of pelicans pounding the water, that's fin bait. If you see just seagulls sitting on the water, picking that squid, 90% of the time, if there's no pelicans involved, then you know it's squid. Dolphins, sea lions, and seagulls, squid. Dolphins, sea lions, seagulls, and pelicans, fin bait. That's the deal. And that was from Dan and Kim. Oh, Dan and Kim. Hello, you guys. Kim and Dan. I'm sorry, Kelly. I want to make sure I mention you first, Kim. Kim okay. and Dan. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure if you know who this is from, but they are asking how Farnsworth is a really good place to catch yellowtail on the mackerel. The problem with the Farnsworth is it hasn't been fished for so long now that there is a massive amount of lingcod, just a massive amount of lingcod that are eating your mackerel all day. If you want to go catch lingcod and have fun catching lingcod, you can't keep them, but you can sure catch them. That bank is loaded with lingcod. The Farnsworth bank, the high spot there is all you want on the lingcod on the fly line mackerel. If your mackerel swims down at all, and that's the problem. You can't get through the lingcod to get a yellowtail unless they're really thick. If they're really thick, you can get through them. But most of the time, you're going to get lingcod bit. That's just the problem there. That's why I suggest orange rocks are the, the high spot up on the west end. You forgot to leave your name, so we can't send you a T-shirt. All right, a few more minutes here. Anybody else, any more questions? We got one minute and a half. Those of you that sent in your questions today, thank you very much. Remember, next Friday, we're going to do this text the show thing again. We'll give away to the first five texters. We'll give away five T-shirts next week. I promise you. Those of you that text in the show today, thank you very much. We've been here for a half an hour for you today. That's about as long as I can go. I'm running out of steam. Thank you all for watching the show today. Don't forget the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March. You wear your saltwater guide shirt, you're going to get some free stuff from me. Don't forget Bowline Sport Fishing, Justin and I are putting together this great tuna trip for you. And all you got to do is visit my store. All you got to do is go to your saltwater guide, the store, and check it out. Just by entering the store, that's going to get you into this contest. And Kelly will pick your name out of a hat on February 1st. Go ahead, Kelly. Somebody's got a question. Well, the, uh, the One more question. Tommy Holland. Hey, Tommy. So, gang, that's the end of our show today. Thank you all for being a part of. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate all of you. You cannot even comprehend the amount of views we're getting now. It's just stifling. 40 million views, Facebook alone, in 2022. Absolutely incredible. Next year is going to be better. I will see you all Monday. We're going to go deep into this speed limit on the ocean thing that you can't even comprehend is about to happen. It's mind-boggling. Go look into it so you have some information. I'm going to talk about it. The whole show on Monday, we're going to get way deep into it. 
Thanks for joining us today. I'll talk to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend. Remember, turn off the news. Everybody's lying. Left, right, middle. They're all lying. They're all lying. They're all lying. The only person you should ever listen to is me. Yep, me. That's it. Do, 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 do. Are you on?